recorded the entire time. I don't. All right. We're we're already off. It's no. Yeah, okay. Game on. Listening. Give me five podcast episode one hundred and fifty eight side B. Boy. For is, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Nice. Listen to this for a while. This is the Give Me Five podcast. We talk about a bunch of pop culture things, and our side A episodes are all like current stuff for the most part. Things that we review. Our side B episode, we have some fun, and we watch a cheesy '80s or '90s movie and talk about that. But this time, we have got a special guest. My yes, name is the polo shirt prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sad we didn't record that whole conversation. That was a good one. That was a and deep I'm, dive into Greg Marcus's sordid past. Yeah, <laughs> was was sordid indeed. And I am joined by Lempo, the god of love and fertility. Peace, man. And Bat <laughs> Balat, the queen of demons and the sacred angel of prostitution. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> it's weird how they just kind of linked, isn't it? Yeah, I was I was looking up. I was trying to because we're doing the gate and there's demons. I was going to try to do a oh, demon nice. quiz, but that, so that other voice you just heard saying, "Oh, nice!" He's not a demon. Oh, not nice. a demon. Oh, nice. He's, He's a angel. special guest. He is Joe Ballerini. He is author of the Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, which we have told all of you people to listen to again and again and again, or to read rather, again and again and again. And he also wrote the screenplay for the Netflix show of the same name. Welcome again. Thanks for having. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Great to be back here at the Gimme Five Studios. You guys are a hoot. Number four, it's an honor to be here. Jim, little Rob, yes, Greg. I mean, these these fellas just doing doing it right. Gimme five, guys. This is fantastic. What an honor to be back. Thanks for Our having me. Our own personal Thank Tom Hanks. Hey everybody. You are one more visit away from the commemorative mug. <laughs> I better get a mug, man. You better get on. I'm that, only Greg. here for the mug. I'm only here for Actually, the mug. Actually, you know what? I think we should send we should send him a onesie, not for him. <laughs> for the I think newborn. That, I, I think a baby onesie is in order. Hey, yeah. Well, and maybe one for him as well. Yeah, matching. That'd be a I, I don't go. have one. <laughs> you can, if you have to, if they're cheaper, if you order in bulk, then sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> you love a bulk onesie. <laughs> that well, it would have off. to be for me, you know what I'm saying? Oh, bulky onesies. We were going to attempt to keep this episode PG. No, this is the B side, though. This is the B side. Yeah, we were trying to keep right? PG just in case, you know, there might be fans and they might search. And you know how that is. We we're trying yes. to be nice to you, but we don't want to you. ruin your image, it. sir. But also, Rob had some rum. <laughs> Thank you. So. I, it. I have had some rum. You've had, you've In had fact, some rum. I'm still having rum. Ooh, that looks like good rum, actually. Cheers. Go ahead, Hold Rob. The... Tell us about Cheers. the rum that you have. Enjoy this rum. Uh, actually, that I went to the liquor store to look for my favorite <laughs> rum. My favorite. I have discovered a new rum, and it's called Code Rum. 
Well, it's not it's made, it's made here in Tampa, and it's code like keep to the code, the pirate code. Right. And it's right. it's absolutely delicious. Their spiced rum, I drink straight. I don't need a mixer or anything with it. It's so good. And they didn't have it, so I was asking for recommendations because I hate buying something that I don't like. Right. Right. And the guy's like, "Oh man, these are good. You should try this one, or this one's really good." You know. And so I bought them both. I got them home, and they were absolute shit. I was like, "This is what is this? This isn't spice. I can't drink this without a mixer. This is garbage." So I went out and and went to another liquor store just to find my rum. And I'm so glad code I got rum. my rum. Code rum. That's code the only rum. rum you. Code, code rum. rum. Is it's the, it's rum the best rum I found so far. But I also grabbed one that I had looked at because I liked the bottle and I wanted to try it. So I got another another type of rum, and that's what I'm drinking here. It's the bamboo rum. Uh, bamboo. 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 <laughs> and it's actually not bad. Bamboo. B-U-M-B-U. At least it doesn't sound like the Mountain Dew of rums, which is Code Rums does sound like it's made by <laughs> Code Rum. Made, made it, by does. Dew. Yeah, it does. It does, but it is actually delicious. I love <laughs> it. Are are you a rum drinker, Joe? Uh, no, but I have a friend who's uh, from Cayman, and he loves his rum, and he is very specific about his rum as well. And so whenever Excellent. I drink with him, I'm drinking good rum with him. So I do appreciate a good rum for sure. Right, well, no? I, I I may see about shipping you a bottle. Just just for being a regular on the Give Me Five podcast, I may send you some. You're going to get a random care package just full of random stuff. Just great. Code rum, man. Send me that code. It's going to be a bottle of rum in a baby onesie. And onesies. (laughs) Red rum. Code rum. That would be great. Thanks, man. Anyway. I should have brought my rum on. Hell yeah. So we uh, are... this is going to be a different episode here because we are, of course, going to talk about the gate. But we're before we even get into the gate – I want to talk about, oh, wait, we are moving with Joe. Yeah, He's wandering well, I was the house. thinking about it. I'm like, mm, am I going to go get my drink now? Oh, Good hell no. yeah. It's a We're show, baby. Show. If, you know, if we'll, we are walking through the house. We'll rob rums on it. Uh, there might be a baby sound uh, here. Hold on. He's walking down a hallway for you guys that can't see. He's walking down a hallway. We're walking down a hallway. Keep talking. Hi. Hi, everybody. I hear voices. Hi, oh, I see a, a brushed silver refrigerator. He's, he's totally walking through a, uh, a studio. Hold saying on. hello to all the interns as he oh, walks we past. He's such we a nice walk. guy. Hi, yeah. Our team of interns working very hard here at Ballerini Pictures. <laughs> Wife is going to throw a shoe at him. Coming to you live from Studio City, California. Hey, welcome everybody to Studio City, California. Now, I'm having a little, I don't have any rum, but I have a little, little Basil Hayden for you guys. That works. Oh. In in a in a good in a good pirate class for sure. Oh hell yeah! Okay, and we're back. Just we just being in a pirate class by default makes liquor better. Yeah, this is true. This is true. What Ooh, does, a, late what night does a pirate class look like? Uh-huh. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, cheers, Charlie mm. Roger. Mazel tov. Cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> well, we obviously know right. that Greg and I are the life of the party here. Yes, I am drinking. Uh, Rob and I are green all tea. Uh, water, <laughs> antibiotics, <laughs> cold medicine. Oh, uh, me too. Excellent. Good stuff. <laughs> Nothing is worse than getting a sinus infection right now. You're like, well, like, I'm gonna die. I, no, it's just here, I promise. <laughs> oh. No, it's okay. Yep. Do you have a little something? Both of us do. Yeah. Oh no. We really got to stop the kiss on the cheek when we uh, see each other. (laughs) 
super you, you gotta stop French kissing each other when you see each other. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Okay, let's get to this. We're gonna do a little, uh, not really an interview, just a little bit of a conversation Catching here. Catching up. Yeah. With Joe Ballerini. So since we last spoke. Yes. The Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting came out on Netflix. I very much enjoyed it. I have now actually, I have watched it three times, to be honest. Three times. God bless you. I watched you. it three. Thank I watched you. it. Uh, I've seen it at least twice. I've I watched it, it uh, once the night it came out because I wanted to make sure that it, my child would ever sleep again. Because I've read the book right, and there's right, some, right. there are some moments that could be scary when visualized. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And then uh, when I realized that he would be awesome with it, um, I watched it again yeah. with him the next day. And then uh, on Halloween, because Halloween was – we were trying to make Halloween not ruined – we had a little Halloween party <laughs> with our like quarantine buddies, and the kids chose to watch it again. Both of them already seen it as well, so thanks. It man. is it is loved in this house. Thanks, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I think I sent you an email on Halloween, being like, "It's a little sad, isn't it? Like it was just empty streets, and you're like, really wait, is. people are really not trick or treating ever, and this is sad to me. It really like for some reason Halloween was the low point of just being like, oh, I don't. Well, this is this is this is a bummer. So uh, I'm glad is, you guys got to at where least we're enjoy at. it. We had like one yeah. fourth of what we usually get. Yeah, there were there were actually kids. Um, I kind of just put a table at the end of my driveway and brought little bags of candy down and left it on the table and let them take it, and then I'd reload. People had catapults in <laughs> some part, in some blocks. No, like a like a like literally like a catapult thing that would spring candy at kids and then people were on the (laughs) second story of their houses um with like candy luges so they like built luges out of pvc Uh so they would drop candy at the top and it would fly down and into your bag so it's actually kind of cool because it's the best way to like socially distance drop candy to to a kid okay so you you know i'm a nurse and I I understand the social distancing and everything, but the bottom line is is you're still grabbing the candy, you're still touching a candy, and handing it to a kid who is then going to stick it in their mouth. And right. yeah, that's I made bags. I, I I hand sanitized and then I made right. bags so that I didn't actually touch the candy. But yes, they, I know they still have to touch the bag. But we we only we only pod. We podded Halloween with our three, four kids. And that was it. And we played like we we're but in the neighborhood there were catapults. We didn't eat any that, of this catapulted candy. You're right. I'm not gonna lie, that sounds friggin' awesome. And I really wanted to participate. I would have gone out there and tried to catch candy from the catapult. That would have been super cool. Like it uh, should have been a t-shirt gun, though. You know? <laughs> launching a fire pop at fifty like, miles an hour. Yeah, it's like Lon- launch shot. skittles, and then and then when they come to like egg your house, then you you aim at them and just and the skittle yeah. bag like explodes, and you see the shower of skittles <laughs> just Great embedded, embedded in kids' heads. Why? Like this slow mo explosion, <laughs> like buckshot, yeah. And skittles. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. They would have liked it. I thought. Did I ever tell you guys, guys, that time that I thought that I was I was gonna like bring real Halloween spirit to my neighborhood, with this old neighborhood that Kara and I lived at, and I said these kids they don't appreciate Halloween up in Laurel oh, Canyon. Did I tell you this? No. And so I go. 
you know, these kids, they, they don't realize like, you know, that Halloween is a scary time. It's, it's meant to be a really, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a time of ghouls and goblins, not just a bunch of dressing like unicorns and getting candy. And so, oh, no. and so, um, we are uh, like our front yard was like under construction for landscaping. And so it was really dirty. So we, so I had some like corrugated metal that I built a hut out of and I convinced my neighbor, uh, and his wife and Kara myself, um, to all dress up like zombies but Kara basically, she stopped this group of kids because Laurel Canyon, you, you have a group of like, you usually have, they, they trick or treat at big groups. And so they come down the mountain, the first wave, and Kara is in a hazmat suit with a, with a gas mask on. She has a gas mask. <laughs> and she's waving, a, she's waving, which was super funny, you know, five years ago. Now, I don't know, people will get a little freaked out. I mean, they were freaked out. But Kara is waving a walkie talkie and a flashlight. And she tells all the kids, stop, stop, stop. You can't go any further. We've had, it's very, by the way, or where's my, where's my theme park heads at? It's very oh, yeah. Disney world. It's oh, yeah. very, it's very like Halloween horror nights. Like, stop. Nice. And, she, and I, and I, I, I told her the script was like, okay, stop. We've had an outbreak down here. We just need you guys to stay here. If you guys just wait here, everything will be okay. I just have to check with my superior. And the kids are going like, wait, what's – like I haven't told any adults or anything that we're doing this. And Holy shit. So just adults are going like, wait, like – what is what, what, what is no, what, like what is happening actually what who is this person in a, a yellow hazmat suit and i bash out of the corrugated metal hut and i start to like you know and i'm in full zombie makeup like really good zombie makeup and i start to shamble with the kids kids go absolutely crazy because these are three-year-olds this is before i had a kid. <laughs> my right? god this is before I had kids, Greg. So to, to our to our opening point of, oh, you shouldn't really, you know, you don't like horror films anymore. Like this is what I was doing before I had a kid. So I thought that it was okay. So three year olds are like, wait, what? They're now screaming, screaming, screaming. This is my brilliant. This is the, this is where it gets from bad to even worse. The neighbors I had recruited, Cheryl and Ezra. Now that I'm hurting the kids. <laughs> Right, I'm stalking towards the kids in one direction. Oh my Cheryl god! Cheryl and Ezra now pick up, and oh they god. come from behind the children. Oh, so now we are hurting children on the street. With, I mean, Ezra is in full zombie makeup, but he's like got a piece of metal that he's found and he's smashing it like really loud. You know, how, like when you go to a, a horror, a, a, yeah. a haunted house, you're like. Ooh, mm -hmm. that's like a it's a violent sound it's a it's yeah. a disturbing act to hear someone doing that and he's doing that <laughs> to the three to six-year-old i'm not kidding in their like, Paw Patrol kids, costumes kids are crying P kids are jumping into their parents arms and like now I realize, like, oh, 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 this might be too much. And luckily, I put candy in my pockets. And so I think that that's, like, a good idea is to be, like, passing candy along. And then kids started to kind of – like, the older kids were kind of cool to it. So, like, the one kid dressed up like, you know, King Arthur or whatever starts to stab me. And I so I went along with it and I, you know, I died a zombie death there for them. 
Uh, but ever since then, neighbors would come by or just walk by and kind of give us the middle finger. And we'd be like, Why would you do that? Why would you ever I'm sure do you're that? doing your, your zombie death and all the other little kids just running over and like curb stomping you. I'll just, I'll so you, so you had like, to move? Is that what happened? Yeah. Basically, that's why we're in Studio City. That, but like, I remember like later in the night being like, wow, that was fun. And I'm washing my makeup off and I just see a dad and a little girl and he's got her in his arms and she is crying because she has to walk by our house again. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I've made a terrible mistake. I, I might have gone too far. Too far. Too far. Oh, too man. far. That was – but – Hey, they're still talking about it up there, Laurel Canyon. Those kids, boy, woo, boy, that's a Halloween they'll never had to forget. Do that. They will never forget. <laughs> you had to get the attention of the guy in the bush with the chainsaw, like, eh, no, no, yeah, don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Hey, take, take the severed head guy with the blood pump, with the really <laughs> awesome pressurized, exploding blood pump. That just when you turn the CO2 cartridge, just sprays it immediately on the crowd. Like I, a no, Korean good. action film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're good. Don't do it. No, it's all right. No, 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 cut, no, 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 cut. Okay. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. Oh, it's God. good you figured that out, this out before you started writing the horror books for children, because you know it's a it is it's a process to learn to not how far you could take it to scare kids, you know, because it is fun to scare them, but it but. You know, it's, it's, it's fun you know, to make them be weird. themselves. It's fun to it is fun to scare them in a playful way. Now, like uh, for example, at our pod, I was dressed up like the Joker. Did I, I didn't have any. I didn't have any makeup on. Full disclosure, I had zero makeup on. But I'm I've got some cheapy, you know, thirty dollar Joker thing. These kids love to chase and beat up the Joker. Right, the Joker's always going to be the bad guy, which. It's a hindsight. I shouldn't have worn the stupid Joker costume. But then they love it when you just turn at them and you just have to do a little bit, just a little. And they freak out and they run. Now you go too far with it. One of them is crying and that's not good. But but they it's 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 a it's a strange dynamic of how far you could push it and how far it's fun to scare and how it's fun to be scared. But then. You've got to pull back and be like, okay, it's okay. You could beat up the Joker. I'm just kidding. I'm going to be a silly Joker now to these kids, you know. So kid horror is. I'm 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 learning it every single day just from scaring my own child, using <laughs> <laughs> my own kid. So, yeah. Wow. So your kid is going to need therapy <laughs> with yeah. with this. And I I wasn't actually on the show when the the guys did review. Babysitter's Guide, the Netflix adaptation. Um, but what I think, and we're talking about kids' horror or, or kids' spooky movies and stuff like that, I, I found it particularly um, easier to recommend this to my, my 10-year-old niece, to yeah. my, my 6-year-old niece, because there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, it's a little, ha, but it's also like, whoa, you can, like, you can take down the boogeyman. Yeah. It's empowering to kids, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it's yeah. in a way it's a little spooky, empowering. but it's like Yeah, yes. you, you kids actually do have power. You know, you you can take them down. And, and if you really want to 
get a gut reaction from children. You just have to dress like me because <laughs> Greg's child tries to kill me every, every time he sees me. <laughs> He's like, let's kill him. I don't know what it is. I guess I have that effect. Both, both Jimmy and Rob, actually. Rob fights back. So Ethan is cool with it, but we wrestle. <laughs> like, no, seriously, yeah. like we were, we were working on that big Halloween event right. and I had, to bring, I had to bring Ethan one day and I was like, yeah, you know, and he's, he was a little nervous and I'm like, yeah, there's gonna be some spooky stuff, but Jimmy's there, you know, Jimmy. And he's like, oh, and he literally ran in his room and got a foam sword so he could beat Jimmy with it. <laughs> he, yep. Yeah. He dressed like nice. a dragon at MegaCon and, and, and beat me up too. Did. Uh, he was, he was not a dragon. He was, uh, uh, PJ Gecko. Mask. Gecko. Yeah. Yeah. Gecko. Yeah. Good one. So how did that production go? Like, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit via email. I was, um, I was really interested, you know, just how they were going to handle the, the tone of the story of the books and stuff like that. Um, how much input, how did, you know, just tell us a little bit of that before we move on to our actual movie. Yeah, I mean, um, were you on the set every day? I got to like, be on. I got to be on set for a little bit of it, um, and it was awesome to see just how massive an undertaking it was, and just how much goes into making the movie. Um, and then they kind of say, "Cool, thanks, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna make this movie now," and the movie is very much the result of a lot of great people working together to do something which is massive and huge. Um, and the book is the book, you know? So it's always been, the book is my singular vision. And here you go. If you want to read that thing and have that experience, that's what that is. A movie is so collaborative and, really a, a, a massive effort on so many parts that yeah it's going to be different it's going to change and it's going to be um a little bit different than the book obviously um but i feel like the spirit has definitely been maintained in it um for sure and i'm i'm pretty excited about it it's also just awesome to see you know these ideas come to life and to see kids from around the world because that's the great thing about Netflix is the it's boom. That's, that's it. Like kids literally around the world get to see it yeah. all at once to see that response has been pretty um, inspiring. That's been the best part to be honest, like the seeing kids around the world, like do fan art or dress like the grand guignol um, and talk oh, about wow. it and to inspire kids to, you know, doodle the way that I doodled and Greg, the way that you doodled back in the day as just like, Oh, I'm super inspired by this character. I just think is the best thing to be able to ignite kids. Imaginations is that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but the process of it, man, you know, it's long. It ain't easy making a movie, getting here to this point, you are just like, (laughs) happy to have a movie done you know it is it is i think i think it's very easy to take for granted how much effort even goes into this podcast you know what i mean like anything that you want to create you want to make 
always has so much more effort, I think, than a lot of people might understand. Um, and so many amazing people worked to do their best, best work on on that movie. And I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. Um, that really, we just give Rob a glass of rum and start recording. Yeah. That's about it. Um, Here you go. Go on. Let's go. Here you go. Yeah, man, it was it was a trip. It was fun. It was look, I'm not gonna lie. It was awesome to see my my characters come to life. And just to see someone with a fan, a giant fan in dead leaves, like throwing the dead leaves in front of a giant fan (laughs) to create the impression of autumn. And And I remember I walked in, I was like, this is, I was like, uh, for some reason, this was what made me the most excited was just, they had tubes, huge tubes, like this bit, like massive tubes lining the whole set just for fog, just for low fog, which like you kind of don't really see a, like a lot, lot of like in the, in the movie, but like, at least it was there, man. And there was just fog and Atmos everywhere and it was that was uh, such a joy to be able to see that and be like oh this is ridiculous like i wrote a silly thing i wrote a very very silly thing let's be honest like i wrote a silly thing and i love that some of the reviews have been like this is ridiculous he talks about like merlin is one of the you know babysitters and it's (laughs) i I actually saw that review and i wanted to beat the hell out of the reviewer yeah you're like he's referring to the the inside of the little chamber like their meeting room we're we're we're, i'm kind of making fun of things that do this and old secret orders too so like Mm -hmm. and i think that in the book maybe you get a little bit more of that cheekiness that i'm kind of like uh kind of making fun of it and having fun with it at the same time i think in the movie it got a little serious we're like oh shit this is gonna get real (laughs) um Okay, but you know, I, I think there could be a, there could have been a little bit more levity and a little bit more humor in it, which hopefully will bring to the to the second one because it, it is it is meant to be a fun romp. Like, let's be honest, it's the the title itself makes you kind of laugh and giggle and be like, "That's ridiculous!" And so, there oh, has, the film. has a second one been announced? No, or did you just no, accidentally no. announce it? No, no, no. <laughs> No, not announced. Not announced at all. Nothing's announced. I did write three of them, though. Now, there you go. Just saying. Netflix. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, as I was watching it the first time, and I was still very early in it, of course, you see the closet door open and the spooky fingers kind of go around it. I'm like, ah, crap. I had already promised my kid I'm going to be able to watch this, and I'm going to have to get – there. there's stairs involved when <laughs> my child is scared at night. I really don't want to walk upstairs. Night. Half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be trusted around the stairs. No, no. Anyway. Things, no, things have happened. But so it was like that. And then it went more campy and I was like, oh, good. Broken butts. Yeah. Greg just yeah, falls because, downstairs. Really? I do. Yeah, yeah I have toys. I, I have wood stairs and I broke the, the bullnose, the end of it. Like I was walking down with a box, actually a box Which of Halloween uh, decorations. And it broke as I had full weight on it. And I slammed down and I'm pretty sure I chipped my tailbone but you know yep. I broke my ass basically that's we'll oh, just go there no. this was a while ago Jimmy was nice he rubbed uh, ointment on it and it was all fine <laughs> did not <laughs> did not nope. did not <laughs> uh, um, well I'm, I'm 
I'm I'm sorry you had a fall on the stairs, man. Yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll live. I'll so live. wait, your kid's upstairs. So if you've got if your kid's crying, you've got to go upstairs. Yes. Right. Yeah, and uh, it was well back when he was like oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. It was a lot easier to. Uh, I, I just stayed up all night. Actually, I watched uh, uh, the entire series of Hannibal while he was a baby. <laughs> While while rocking him to sleep, and I'm hoping that that doesn't have any long term uh, problems. Oh, it will. <laughs> My wife's a psychologist. I'm good. <laughs> She's like, it's fine. And, and Greg and I were talking after this um, after the movie came out because we reviewed it uh, a couple of weeks ago now. I think um, that this is. Oh, wait, this I is haven't heard this review. I got to hear this review. I'm sorry. I've been in newborn land. Okay. I, I'm sorry. No, totally understandable. We, we forgive you. It's completely okay. But we were talking when we did the review that this is one of those movies that will likely become part of our, our annual Halloween, Halloween event viewing. kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. at my yeah. house, it's, it's, it's probably going to be hocus pocus and this, I mean, the, the, those are, those, these are movies that we'll probably watch every year. I like QB Halloween more than I care to admit. Silly. Yeah. 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 It's the same level of silly as, as Hocus Pocus for sure. Yeah. Thanks guys. (laughs) I got to listen to that. I've been like checked out. I've been sleepless for the past. Sorry. I've been sleepless for the past. (laughs) You you still look like Davey Havoc to me and I'm, I'm kind of in love with you. <laughs> uh, having having realized that, if you guys uh, very, check that, very dreamy. Chat, up, uh, you know, uh, do, do you know that reference? Who Davey you know Havoc. Havoc is? No, who's Davey he, Havoc? He's the lead singer of AFI. <laughs> yeah, of he's, he's changed inside. a lot over the years, and, and currently, currently, he's you evolved guys... into a forty-three-year-old man. Who <laughs> we we now know what Jimmy was bad. doing when his when his uh, camera went out. Yep. Yeah. No, I was discovering food that my dog has hidden around the house. Yep. <laughs> uh, his terrier steals food out of the garbage can and and hid a bunch of breadsticks around his house. Which is glorious. Which is glorious. Walking Dead comic books. I, yes. I, uh, I do, however, have one bone to pick with you, Mr. Ballerini. About he the, had nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> about the movie. I know. I know. The 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 Hollywood perpetuation of the erasure of the redhead. Everybody knows my my penchant for redheads. You love uh, a redhead, yes. I I yes. do love a redhead, and I was I was I was disappointed. So, it it was it was a good movie, and as as I said, it will be it will very likely be part of our annual Halloween tradition. For the record, I believe she's supposed to be like sixteen. Yeah. So if she was still a redhead, you'd probably end up in prison. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying in general because redheaded trope, the redheaded hero. You're right. There is a there is a great long-standing tradition of redheaded heroes who are rebellious, who are smart, who are clever, who are outsiders, who are looked at to be a little strange and a little bit different. This is the same redheaded trope character. But she just doesn't have red hair. She's right. got a streak of red in her hair. She does have a by the way, they, they were like, check it out. We put a streak of red as a reference to to the redheaded heroine. So I feel Kelly and Tamara encaptures that redheaded heroine. Because I, I I understand your oh, we don't want to lose the redheaded heroes. There's 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 not enough redheaded representation. Well, I think the, the trailer came out only a few weeks. I think and the, the trailer was, came out a few weeks after the Little Mermaid casting. I was going to say so they, was they've like also replaced row. Ariel. Um, oh, Rob's getting, it's, it's Rob's like, getting hot. Oh, 
what? Where's my so, redheads? There's I know, right? Red, there, uh, there's a lot of redheads out there, though. There's a lot of good <laughs> redheaded heroines out there. Don't worry. There's a lot of redheaded heroines for you, man. It's a new, it's a new era, but where they capture the essence of the redheaded hero. Rob, not convinced. No, I'm not. They're they're Who's they're just peering. It hurts my heart. What's Who's that? your favorite redheaded hero? Right now, I swear to God, if they ever replace her, I will riot. It, it's Merida from Brave. Right. Because yeah, I. And if they, it, I mean, if if they ever replace her, I'll be like, all right, what the hell is going on? This is this is unacceptable. <laughs> right, Please. right. That's when you start. That's when you start. That's when yeah. you riot. <laughs> that's that's when Rob takes it to the streets. That's right. That's right. Not messing <laughs> around. Um, but yeah, I look. I you know, I think that she's still a in spirit a redheaded heroine, which represents all of those feelings. And she just doesn't have red hair. I have this image of Rob marching down the street, holding like a ginger ginger lives matter sign. Like a a big red Afro behind, you know, just wearing a big red Merida. Calling me like, come on, join. I think I'm good. Are you sure? (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) Rob gets to be covered on our Florida man segment because there was one dude that held a pro redhead. Florida March man. in Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, are you working on anything fun that you shouldn't be telling us about? Um, what am I working on that's that's fun that I shouldn't be telling you about? Um, I'm working on a really awesome project with a uh, a guy by the name of Kevin Chandler, and uh, he's he started an organization called We Carry Kevin, and it. It's um, uh, a movie about him and his friends who carried him across Europe because Kevin has spinal muscular atrophy. Oh, wow. And so uh, um, it, he convinced his, his buddies to put him in a backpack, design a backpack, and carry him around Europe. And they end up – and by the way, Rob, you're going to be very happy. He's a redheaded hero. Excellent. He is ginger through and through, and they go and they climb to the top of Skellig Michael off the west coast of Ireland together. Nice. And it's a really awesome, fun, uplifting, inspiring story that's also just a bit like hanging out with your buddies backpacking across Europe. Uh, and that's with Participant Studios. They did Wonder, and they did, um, you know, whatever – Awesome Academy Award winning stuff. Yeah. Um, whatever. And, you, just you know, those cry. guys. Um, and so that's what I've been writing during this insane time. So I've been mm. able to write like a, a, an awesome adventure, you know, where they go across Europe and everything like that. So it's been, that's what I've been doing. And I'm, I'm on the the rewrite of the first draft. I was like, the second draft, that's not official. Um, so that's really fun. That's really awesome. A lot of, a lot of zooms, a lot of zooms, guys, a lot of zooms, a lot of zoom pitches. I got to meet RL Stein. I'm working on something with Bob 
old Bob Stein himself. So that's Hi, awesome. that's Bab. Cool. Um, he's, he's awesome. And, uh, and that's been pretty cool to be able to work with him and sort of take his properties and turn them into sort of a bigger show. And oh, I actually um, heard about that project, I think. Someone, there's maybe? a lot of Bob, by the way, there's a lot of Bob Stein out there. There was a lot of R.L. Yeah. Stein stuff. Um, yeah, I read something on in I don't know, I think yeah. I read Variety or something, but that he was working on some sort of show or some sort of something. But um, and then, yeah, and then I wrote Lee Daniels is directing this script of uh, the, the young life of Muhammad Ali called Cassius that I wrote. Hmm. Um, and that's been awesome to work with Lee on it. And, uh, that's been pretty cool. Um, and a few other things. So yeah, all like just a, a lot of, a lot of awesome, inspiring stuff though. Um, and hopefully we'll get to make B2, you know, hopefully we'll get babysitters too. And I'll get to do play with some more monsters for sure. Um, and not scare kids as much or scare kids. So what do you think? Where do we land? Did we land? We should have scared kids more or we should have laughed more. Where are we? Where, where do we land here? I, I think we landed in a sweet spot personally. Um, there were a a few moments. So as I told you via email when on Halloween, we basically, as the kids were watching the movie, we went outside and we hid ghosts around the yard and then gave them flashlights to find them. They were like the little lollipop ghosts. And the, the girl, the little girl that was, that was Ethan's buddy. Um, she went out there and was a little spooked to go into like some of the darker corners of the yard um, because of, because <laughs> of the movie, but it wasn't like absolutely terrified. I thought you were going to say because of COVID. <laughs> no, yeah. No. Just terrified with lurking. Yeah, no. So she was. Uh, is there and, hand sanitizer at this party? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of party is this? You crazy? You spraying the goat down with Lysol. No uh, Purell. Yeah. You nuts. Uh, no. So I, th- I think you landed in a sweet spot, guys. I. For the most part, I would agree. Uh, if, if you listen to the review, one of the things I think I did talk about was I thought that Tom Felton could have been a little bit scarier. I I, I I felt that he hammed it up a little bit too much at certain parts where he was kind of over the top. Right. And I, I felt that the that the the treatment of the Grand Guignol could have been could have been a little bit more on the menacing side and a little bit less on the comedic side. He was supposed to have goat hooves. He does have goat hooves in the book. In the book, mm. he's got goat hooves. Goat hooves? I'm sorry. You cut away to goat hooves? That's scary. You're going to be scary. a little more scared. Maybe you know? scary. Cat lady. I like Maybe to reveal the cat lady. Oh, you dug the cat lady in the movie? You did dug the cat lady. That's cool. Did. The Those, reveal. The silhouette. One of, my, one of my favorite gags in the movie is where uh, the uh, laser pointer gets shined at the uh, disco ball. Classic. Yep. Yeah, and all the cats go crazy. That was to me Classic hilarious. There's jokes. a lot of stuff in there that uh, yes. I certainly think kids would appreciate a lot, um, as I know I did. A big kid at heart, 
I enjoyed it. How are we gonna get? How do we? How do we get? How do we get the older crowd? How do we get the older crowd, Jimmy? We gotta get the the adults now. So so let's say you could do the second film. How do you do it different? Do you do the same thing? Do you do the same thing, Jim, or what do you do? I maybe bring in an actor who was a child actor. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. No, you know that that we maybe grew up with. We we did grow up with Macaulay Culkin, Jimmy. (laughs) You're a little young. Uh, (laughs) An old man, maybe a maybe a um, Sean Astin, maybe like a Sean Astin or something. Yeah, somebody for the uh, for perhaps another villain. Right. Someone from someone from the riding around your neighborhood on BMX style horror of the eighties. Right, right. Maybe a Stephen Dorff. A do- oh, Are we segueing? Mm. We're dwarfing? Mm. Oh, we will. Are we? Should we endorphin it? Should we dwarfin it? Um, that's a good one. Who would you like to see if there was going to be a, a Spider Queen? If it, the, 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 the the if the Molly if the- Ringwald. Wow! Uh, there's my redhead. Bring it back. Rob, uh, who, take who, it to who? the streets with an I air win. horn. Beep, beep. Molly Ringwald as drop the my, spider drop queen. Drop the microwave. Microphone. Microwave. Drop, drop, drop the, the microwave. microwave. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. I think. I think you know. You know, adults could see that and be like, "Oh, hey, that person was blah blah." I got to check this out. Or, or maybe, hold on, Elizabeth like, Shoe. Hang on, I'm going to say another. <laughs> nice shoe, Tiffany. You just have Tiffany on your brain because you were going to see her. My Tiffany, I like, Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Yes. yes. She's playing a concert up here somewhere in Sanford. And it, there was, we have a uh, podcast chat that, what? Um, for our okay. Patreons, our subscribers. And uh, they were talking about Tiffany the other day. Oh, Tiffany. Which That's is the one. tamer of the conversations that go on in there. I yep. think you're Me. right. I think Tiffany is a spider queen, dude. That's box office yes, gold. Please. That's at least that's at least thirty million views. <laughs> People are you're loving it. Thank you. Welcome, Tiffany. I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, or I... if she's not available, Debbie. Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. Kyla Minogue. Huh? That, no, that's Sam Fox. Oh, oh Sam, Sam Fox. Fox. <laughs> he has been. Oh. She's been out of sight for long enough where I'm, I would guess that she's probably a fundamentalist Christian at this point. Yeah. Anyone here. that disappears that far away. <laughs> she's just gone. Yeah. She just checked out. I still see her when I close my eyes. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm looking up actors now. This is gonna because like I have any say in this, and I'm trying to remember her name. There's an actress I have in mind, but I'm not. It's like she's not a big name. She's just good. What was she in? Get Davy Havoc in it. Get, the, we get this AFI guy in here for sure. Please. He's right here. He can do it. Yeah. See this? No, I got Spider Queen. We need an actor for the actress for the Spider Queen. Modern yeah, day like, go. Uh, Who would you have as your as your dream? I don't know if this is a dream. But but you, I was gonna say Zoe Saldana. Zoe I can see Zoe Saldana doing it. Yeah. The person yeah. I was thinking of was Wendy Malik. 
Not sure if you know her name, who that is. She was in that show, Just Shoot Me. She was the, she was, uh, she'd been in a bunch of stuff, but I don't know. My name Malik. I'm going to look her up. Yeah. All right. Remember the show, Just Shoot Me, was, uh, one of the, one of the leads, but as well as, uh, she was in the, uh, American president as well. So. I've never seen either of these things. Okay, Let, let's let's talk about other things. We segue. <laughs> Moving on. Salma Hayek. That would work. Oh. Very good. Uh, very Dust Till Dawn reference. Mm, yeah. Yes. Good one. Mm, yep. Good spider. That is a good spider queen. That's a good mm-hmm. spider queen, actually. Yeah. That's a very good spider uh, queen. Oh yeah. Where did where did the where did I, I may have go? just won with Salma Hayek. Were there any arguments about Wugnot? Well, he was in the first book, wasn't he? Well, the Wugnot Hobgoblin um, was mentioned. Mascot, he's mentioned, but like to to get Wugnot in the movie is very expensive. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So like well, he, he wasn't just mentioned though. Didn't he drive them to a couple of locations oh, in the first he book? Was, he's in the book for sure. Okay. It's okay. like Mama V and a, and a hobgoblin show up and it's, Oh no, there's a, they have a whole van. It's like a whole other uh, dude. That third act is that third act would have cost a hundred million dollars. Like just imagine just building a hobgoblin that now he's got to talk and interact with those kids. Like it just starts to climb. Yeah. Jimmy, um, build a hobgoblin. <laughs> do it, Jimmy, Jimmy. Build hobgoblin. I'll get right on it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Okay, so Jimmy is just logged off. <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah. Good. You can pull off a good hobgoblin, right? What do you do? just copy and paste a torso? Okay, no? we're talking Jim's about hobgoblins. Uh, uh, he's going he's walking away (laughs) so we are going to talk about a movie from the 80s a horror movie Joe picked this movie it is The Gate I have not seen this in a very long time Uh, I hadn't seen it at all actually really? yeah and I expected much worse (laughs) I'm not going to lie I, right. The reason right. why I'm like having this conversation a little longer than we normally do is like there's nothing to make fun of really in this movie, but we'll no. try. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Um, so it came out April 15th of 1987, directed by Tibor Takax. I April, do not know how to pronounce May. that. Oh, there we go. A Cheddar Goblin. Nice. Have he, you seen Mandy yet? He's already built. He's just <laughs> waiting for that phone call. <laughs> oh, it's not the Cheddar Goblin. It's actually Wugnot. Great. Great. Yes. Good. There you go. Yeah. That's great. They're demons. <laughs> so good. It yeah. stars Stephen. What Dorf. are you hunting? Jesus freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Krista Denton, Lewis Tripp, Kelly Rowan, Jennifer Irwin, who we actually went to school with. So Jennifer Irwin. We're just going to talk about we, Mandy now. We did. Yeah, we are actually. You derailed us into man land. Yes. Why did you pick the gate? Um, I thought it was great maybe inappropriate kids horror outside of modern kids horror. But I just thought it was just a good excuse to show some fun old timey effects, but also just maybe go back to something that I had seen when I was a kid that I thought it didn't mess me up, but boy, it put a weird vibe in me. 
Yep. It really me makes me out. Out. Look at the Jimmy froze it. It was yeah, a very he did. I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. it, it messed me up in ways I didn't yeah. even remember or realize. Yeah. Until I saw it again. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, that's where all this shit comes from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ooh. interesting those movies that you, you, they they're not particularly horrifying, but they're they 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 have a vibe that maybe because you watched it at this certain time, you you lock into these types of fears and these these feelings that are just un you can't replicate them now. You won't feel that afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. watching a movie ever again as you do with the gate strictly because you are i was a child watching it and as a child watching it everything is enormous everything is completely huge and and impossible and 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 and, and bigger than you whereas now you're like well that's just kind of creatures that's silly but when you are a kid yeah. it feels so real and so there's a kind of um i don't know i i like the kind of hopeless scariness of it all it, it just feels like it gets worse and worse and worse for these yeah. kids yeah, my, my big fear when i was a kid was so the, antithetical oh. to modern day kids horror kids horror mm-hmm. you've always you know babysitters guys you're like well don't worry we're we can fit the boogeyman so that's the reason mm-hmm. i chose it is because this is kind of the opposite it just drags you down uh, it doesn't let you go mm-hmm. yeah my, my big fear when i was a kid was always the parents not being around situation yeah. Yeah. or like not like just uh, going out for the night, but like I remember, like it wasn't. The I remember seeing the never en- the never ending story, mm. and like him going off on this adventure without telling his parents, and it freaked me out as a kid. Mm. And like I didn't yeah. have helicopter parents or anything, but it was just yeah. one of those things where I was like, "Where's mom and dad?" His parents are probably wondering where the hell he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that plays into it so much. Yeah. So this movie, I, I saw it a long time ago i had a friend that loved this movie and if it was on tv or whatever so like it's always just kind of on in the background or periodically kind of on in the background and so i remember seeing parts of it but i didn't remember the whole cohesive story definitely didn't remember the dog thing which we'll revisit Mm. um but yeah uh and if you guys like i don't know if i wrote down the uh the synopsis here whoops uh, it's, uh, I will find the official synopsis as we like to do. Feel free to talk amongst yourselves. Cause I forgot to write Two it down. kids open a gateway to hell. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And I just little, made that shit up. And but that's essentially what the movie was. Come through little yes. terrifying little demons. Yeah. They uh, come kids. up and go. Hi. That's not too bad. Uh, kids left home Hi. alone. <laughs> Accidentally oh. unleash a horde of malevolent demons from a mysterious hole in their suburban backyard. They, uh, damn, I was on par. I was right yeah. on there. Wow. But it also, Greg, it took place. I also picked it because I feel like we kind of grew up in a bit of that era of when, uh, when like metal and mm-hmm. hair metal was really popular, and this idea of the satanic panic was. Maybe at at its at its ebb, but it was yep. it was still there. It was still like music is dangerous, and there was just something about the dangerousness of of that the gate that that I, I, I and also paralleling, 
you know, metal music and, and this idea oh, yeah, that I, summon you're something. You're exactly right. First of all, Terry, who's the metalhead nerd friend, yeah. uh, might have actually been me in middle school. I can um, see that. I'm pretty, like, I saw his jacket. He was wearing, like, the, the Killer Doors jacket, and I'm like, I had a shirt of them of theirs. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard their music, though, because it wasn't like you could just <laughs> I did just like the name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not, and it was just seemed so spooky and wrong. And, like, I, I look back, mm. and I remember there were times I bought albums, and I was, like, you know, middle school, whatever. And, like, one of the big ones was uh, Queensryche. And it had like silent lucidity on it, which mm. is like super mellow. But I remember mm. I bought the album and it had that symbol on the front of it. And I was like, is this satanic? Mm. Like, yes. Is this evil? And then, you know, it's silent lucidity. I mean, come on. <laughs> but they make the music so spooky. And yeah, I, I loved all of the metal references. I loved the posters on his wall. And uh, it definitely felt, you know, I guess, like Sacrifice. home. Yo, <laughs> Queensryche, like, what was that? What was that band about? They're uh, progressive. Yeah, they're prog metal from they're yeah, from Seattle. Prog metal. Well, it was like it was like it's the like, last. Oh, they're from Seattle. Oh, okay. They were the last band like that kind of held on to the eighties metal feel. Right. Yeah, they were like Queens Reich. Like it all sounded a little bit dark as a kid, being like, "Ooh, this is something I shouldn't listen to." Like mm-hmm. it was all a bit. It was just a bit scary, you know. Sort of like every single Iron Maiden album cover was just like oh that's a little intense for me right now like and no other band is really kind of doing that except for these guys who are doing Mm -hmm. some just like wild scary stuff and yeah i have a bunch of notes here which i actually forgot to post onto the the main thing but you took care of my metalhead section so we're good oh nice so this movie does open up with a dream sequence with the kid basically dreaming about uh his house being empty and a bunch of crazy stuff um i did notice there was a perfectly good uneaten pot roast on the table which <laughs> which offended me greatly uh, uh and then of course he goes up to his his tree house which gets struck by lightning and then it's a little terrifying but he's really just traumatized because his a-hole of a dad i guess had his favorite tree house tree cut down in the backyard bastard yeah uh, but you know, he gets his revenge because the by when it trying falls, to burn down the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, by, uh, but by fine. I mean, I guess it it opens up the gate to hell, and there's a nice little geode. Yes, um, and random from hell. Yes, mm-hmm. sparkles occasionally. A bunch of death moths. Some very strong moths that break through windows and do all sorts of crazy stuff, but. Um, overall, it's it's interesting because this movie definitely has a lot of setup before the things start going weird or yeah. crazy. Weird. There's little weird moments, but not anything too crazy. Um, it does take it, its time. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was looking at the uh, at the timer counter, and I'm like, I'm 30 minutes into the movie, and nothing's really happened yet. <laughs> Yeah, man, back in the day, movies didn't, they were just like, they were a long road, man. They were a long road to get into it. Whereas now, if it doesn't get to it, the first five minutes, you're a bit like, come on, man. 
What, what, yeah, what are we doing here? Let's go. At 42 minutes, I looked yeah. and I'm like, I thought there were demons in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at 40, and it, actually at 40 minutes, I thought that at 42 minutes is when you saw the demon silhouette shadow go across the wall. Right. And right. I was like, like ah, aha. And here still, we go. And then you got ghoulies. Time. I was like, what? What is, what is this? Hey, These... I could have chosen munchies. We could have watched <laughs> oh, no, I'm not munchies complaining. Yet. I enjoyed this. The so of course the, the let's let's talk a little bit about the characters. We got the the main character kid um, who apparently really likes rockets, like really really likes rockets. He's, he's oh, into yeah. rockets, yeah, oh, into rockets. And I feel weird saying this. Of course, he's got the hot semi popular sister. Who then I find out that she's 16, and I'm like, okay, well, I won't say that she's the hot popular sister, but but you did. I did anyway. It, it would have been okay when you saw this movie. Yeah, when I first saw the movie, she was that. Um. <laughs> Rob and then, of course, the, the nerdy middlehead friend. We'll just call him Greg. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, back cool. in the day, there was the trope of the weird metalhead friend, like from yeah. uh, Fright Night, uh, Evil, who literally was called Evil. You know, like Term- that was. Terminator I, I love yeah. that movie. I've tried to get us to do that movie a couple of times. It just hasn't worked out. But the the remake was horrendous. Oh no! The original Fright Night is amazing. But oh, yeah, that, Chris Sarandon, that kid, oh. evil is he's yeah. the best, worst, best friend ever. He's frightening on his own, and he's got that weird, like squeaky voice when he laughs and shit. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> so, so great. wrong, so good. <laughs> Just like really disturbing. Yeah. Hey, Brewster. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he played like by McLovin in the sequel? He was played by McLovin in the uh, sequel. He might have been, yeah. 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 Mm, not so much. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, there was all those you remakes that came out all in a row, like RoboCop and Total Recall that just missed for me and everyone else, really. I think they all starred Colin Farrell, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, well. uh, the, uh, the parents uh, are sort of upset with this kid. That because there was the um, hole dug in the backyard for, well, from the tree, but then they filled it in and put down sod, which is expensive as shit, by the way. I just did it. Uh, well, putting down sod or filling in a hole? Sod. Sod's sod. remarkably expensive. Uh, so they did that, and then, of course, the kids dig it up. I think they get the geode, right? Didn't end up back in the hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parents get mad. Nothing really happens from it. They're like, you know, you're grounded trouble, or whatever. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't really get revisited. But of course the parents go away on vacation and uh teenage popular girl being a teenage popular girl, they they have to have the party when the parents are gone. Mm-hmm. This was a like okay. <laughs> I didn't go to too many parties in high school. Partially by choice. But did any of you guys ever go to a party where they had like candle lighting, spooky story time. <laughs> no, of course I did. Cause I would have gone to more parties. I wouldn't, had... I wouldn't call them parties as so much as I would call them a gathering where you would yeah. do stuff like that, where you'd be like, some friends came over, but you wouldn't be like, Let's it, throw it a wasn't party. something that you did in a, in a group of like 25 people. It was something you yeah. did with like a group of like, you know, maybe six. Like some dude shows up with Rob, like a Ouija like, board. You know, when I did my seances in That's high right. school. We only had like five six. people. It's, there's usually like a six people limit at seances. I, the yeah. only time I can ever recall being like, let's tell spooky stories was I really enforced it. 
I really try. I really pushed it. I tried to like make it spooky story time, and people were they weren't really having it. So you <laughs> and that wasn't like even the, in high the three year olds you you're chasing down the street as a zombie. You didn't learn your lesson back in the day. <laughs> I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Yeah, I'm pushing. You know, like a performance of childhood trauma <laughs> some stories or something i'm like ooh, let, now let's entertain everybody and they were just like no we don't want to hear your it's clearly a fake ghost story that you're telling us so i think that's a good rule of thumb if you tell a ghost story it should be real it should have happened you should really have felt it you, you can't make up you can't be like ooh, let me tell you a crazy ghost story it's like it's got to be like fuck no this really happened to me I got this moment where the okay. shit. Well, you you open the so, door, walk on through it. No, that's that's it. I I this is the thing. No ghost stories have ever happened to me. This is why I tell ghost stories and I like doing this because they never happened to me. So I don't actually have an authentic. I saw a ghost story. I love to hear other people's ghost stories. This one time um, at a party, I tried to tell a ghost story. I tried to make it up, and it was a failure. <laughs> don't make up a ghost story if you don't have like a good gotcha ending. You know. Yeah. Swing and a miss. That's a swing and a miss for me on your ghost story, kid. That's what they. That's what they said. That's what they said. Yep. So of course, okay, party craziness. They they try to do the light as a feather, floating the kid. He goes crazy and flies away. And so something's obviously not which, right. Which I didn't get because for a group of that many people to see the kid friggin' levitate into the ceiling, break a light bulb, and then hang from something, you know, hang it down from the ceiling and then fall down and possibly hurt himself. Everybody was kind of nonchalant about it. They were like, oh, this happens every day. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. See how the oh, children look at him. He's crying. <laughs> Did you see how the children reacted to the dead dog? They were kind of nonchalant about that too. Yeah, they're pretty. And then that douchebag just took it and threw it in their backyard in that hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> so different time. It was a different yeah. time. Yeah, we we did not mention that the child is played by Stephen Dorff, who became a much bigger star later on. Uh, Blade. Yep, the villain in Blade, as well as other things. I believe he's also currently doing. Uh, uh, vaping commercials. Wait, I see very late at night. Those like really like uh, stylized commercials, like they do for like high end tequila and stuff. Or everything's like, like black. That commercials with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and like, like every, everything's black and white, but the except for the little light that shows that the the um, vapor thing is on. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that was him. He's like, hey, vaping, it's cool. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this movie is definitely. You mentioned that you picked it because of of kid stuff, and I, I, I can see that uh, this movie is definitely very eighties. Mm-hmm. So eighties that it really uh, does some things that would absolutely never happen in a movie today. Right, like, like a dead uh, dog. Well, that everyone smoking. Yeah, in the in the house, uh, as well as multiple instances of uh, calling people fag or fagging off. To like an yeah. eight-year-old. Forg- well, was, forgive my term. And we've talked about that a couple of times because we go back to watch these '80s movies, and we're like, "Oh, I forgot that was Ooh. in there." Oh, oh, mm. oh, shit! All right, well, yeah, yeah it, it was like super prevalent in a lot of the '80s movies. Yeah, that 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 particular name calling. Your yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It was of that, that time, unfortunately. 
that one uh, girl with the giant bangs is like one that looked like she stuck her finger in a light socket. Yeah, her bangs were hitting the pots and pans that were hanging down over top of the, <laughs> the, the kitchen island at one point. I was like, Damn! And what the thing I know is like back in the day, I was probably like, "That's the one for me." <laughs> yeah, I would let her wear my jean jacket. <laughs> Your killer's which is actually jean jacket, which is literally <laughs> hanging on my door over my shoulder in my high school jean jacket. It's like the last thing I have from high school. It's nice. those two things on the door, or one of the two things. Uh, I found my letter jacket the other day. Ooh, my band jacket. Ooh, nice. nice. What'd you play? Drums. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was the only socially acceptable instrument in the band. <laughs> It kind of is. <laughs> what was the say? I mean, like, yeah, it's drums and then drums. Yeah, and then drums. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was like. Cool, those guys. Okay, drum guy. Yeah. You you say I'm in the band, and they're like, "Well, what do you play, nerd? I play the drums." Oh, all right. Okay. okay. That's I mean, sweet. You get a pass. You get a pass. I uh, still. Yeah, I still torment my wife because she was in the band and played clarinet or something. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Smack her books out of her hand when she's walking up to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was Color Guard also involved, or was that separate? No, that I. Well, there was, was Color Guard. Led, there was right? Color Guard in the band, the marching right. band. I I also did Winter Guard, and that was far less socially acceptable. <laughs> What's Winter Guard then? So there's Color Wait, Guard and Winter Guard. Winter Guard is Color Guard, but without the band. It's it's uh, an artistic show done to music played over loudspeakers. We actually performed at a couple of pep rallies. Yeah, I, I recall. I recall. Yeah. That was, yeah. Also, yeah. he had to guard a gate from Love snow street. zombies. Yes, yes. Well, and it wasn't it wasn't until my senior year that I had a couple of people come up to me and they're like, you know, I thought you were weird, but I finally started adding the numbers up, and I get it. I get it I get because. It. Because they were like, they were counting the people on the floor and they're like, well, there's Rob. And then there's one, two, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. No, 14 girls in spandex. I think he knows no. what he's doing. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a very smart move. It was a very clean, social, subversive move for sure. And the long game. Yeah. That was definitely the long, whereas everyone else was like, whoa, what was that? And you're like, do you realize the rehearsals? I have have to be with all these wonderful ladies mm-hmm. as, a, as a high schooler is mm-hmm. a genius move. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, student council, I'm with a bunch of schlubs, you know, <laughs> not, not with a bunch of awesome color guard streamers and everything. Mm. Did you have to roll up the streamers? Like, would you have to like pack the streamers like a parachute? The, the, the flags? Um, yeah. No, we we rolled them. We basically you you just roll them around the pole and then you slide them in a bag. So it wasn't it wasn't too difficult or anything. That was a dude. Those are good times. <laughs> it was. Bless you. Memories. What was the best song? Because I remember I always there's that one cheerleading song whenever it comes on that. Woo! That techno song. The, is there, was there a color guard song? Was there a winter guard song that was your specific jam? My, I did. I I marched for four years. I did winter guard for four years, and probably the show that I had the most fun with was the one my senior year where we did Jimi Hendrix. 
Yeah. So we did, we did, uh, we did fire Jimi Hendrix fire. And that, that was, that was a great time. We had a lot of fun with that one. That's awesome. No yeah, silent no. lucidity. Silent lucidity was actually the first year. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Right it, back. Was, it was, it was a combo of time, Pink Floyd's time and silent lucidity. Oh, there we go. Nice. That's great. Uh, I want to, I want to uh, go back here just a little bit to the gate because you know, Ah, Jimmy has to, Jimmy to has edit this, and he's not here at the moment for some reason. <laughs> Jimmy's checked out. Jimmy's like, "There's no." I, I believe he has thing. found yet another uh, breadstick. Breadstick, yeah. <laughs> His dog is hiding <laughs> breadsticks all over the house. <laughs> and uh, John, there were some pretty decent scares in this movie. I mean, yeah. I once it like, gets going, it's yeah. It, it took it's forever to get going, though. It does. It does. But that's. It's that's it's that long road, man. The back of the day, they used to love a long road, and now they just pack it. Make you like the characters a little bit, or dislike the characters a little bit, or then... you just didn't have anything else to watch, and they're just trying to pad their budget. You know what I mean? They're like, look, let's stretch this thing out until we start spending money on the creatures. I, I honestly yeah. think that that whole first like forty five minutes was setting up the payoff for the rocket kill at the end of the movie. Big time, yeah. Oh yeah, big time. You're I'll like, if you didn't work. know they were going to do it with rockets. You weren't watching the movie. We'll, we'll it was you, yeah, telegraphed yeah. a million times. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Like they even like talked about it. Then they waited a little while. Then they're like went outside and launched one. <laughs> ah, I remember <laughs> you. And then and then he was mad at her and he took her birthday present away. But he had gotten her a rocket for her birthday and it was right. just rockets everywhere. I was, I was like, I was right. like, is this October sky? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> placement from the Ertl rocket corporation uh yeah like the the workman story like you, you talked about ghost stories i love yeah. those kind of ghost stories the yeah. the guy stuck in the wall or the person yeah. buried under the house mm-hmm. and that and the that makeup was actually generally pretty creepy yeah and he was he was really good the the guy in the that jumped out of the gun bag or yes. that was pretty decent uh scare the the, it's the all head really good effects actually like yeah. that I mean, that is such a classic shot of him falling and then smashing into all those little creatures, the little demons. That mm-hmm. took a lot of work. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the making of, but it's – they built – like they had to mat out where those kids were standing. And then they had to build a gigantic version, I believe, of that man falling. And then those were all separate like people in costume running around. So it was just this like, like a forced was, perspective kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. W- yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like just old Hollywood magic. And I love that stuff. Like it, you show me something that wasn't CGI and I'm just, I'm such a sucker for it. Cause I'm like, Oh, that was real. Even though it's their people in makeup, it's still like they did it in camera and there's a sense of, reality to it and there's such a sense of creativity to all those cuts and all those shots that is just so much fun especially that that one moment and and that whole sequence and there were definitely points where i was like wait is this is this claymation or is this people in costumes and i was like oh cool it's people in costumes that's neat i like that and and having the because there were times where they actually used claymation and then yeah. there were times where they where they used people in costumes, and it was like, oh, you know, it, you know, it's, it kind of keeps you guessing or whatever. And it's like, I, 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 I like you, I, I really appreciated the the practical, well, 
practical special effects that they did. I thought it was I thought it was very very neat. Yeah, it's just fun to see how much work goes into sculpting and painting and crafting and applying all of that makeup. I don't know. That's just that's kind of why I got into making movies in the first place was making creatures and 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 being creative with clay and and making something out of nothing and especially when you see those kinds of figures and those kinds of masks it's just ignites such a creativity and such a, 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 a an inspiring like ooh I want to play too I want to make something like that it's like uh do you guys ever have that um draw monsters when you were a kid like that oh, yeah it was it E.L. James or something like that. Learn to draw monsters, and it's just like it just makes you want to play as well. I had, a, I had a little thing, if I remember correctly, that was had these little plastic plates, and you could make you put the leg and the the torso and the head down. And you can make different monsters, and then you put like a piece of paper over it oh, right. and run a crayon on it. Yeah. I remember that thing. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Drawing monsters when you're a kid is just the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> My kid has been, and I'm, and I'm, I'm still to this effing day doing it, which is crazy. Actually, me. my kid didn't draw a monster. He was drawing me um, for Veterans Day, even though I'm not, in fact, a veteran. He did draw me as a veteran, but he made me Castro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very. Um, I, I love like for Veterans communist. Day. I think you're you you have homeschooled your child. Down the wrong path, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> he's only, he's only been taught at home for like two semesters, and he is he now a full on communist. He's a full on communist, or at least he views you as one. Yeah, he uh, yeah. he actually has set up a table in the room where he's hand rolling cigars. It's it's a problem. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I thought uh, for Veterans Day it was going to be like you in a parachute over Normandy. You know, like. <laughs> You were telling him that you were like saving Private Ryan, or you know, you were just. We had some people. patriotism too. So. Oh, there you go. That's good. He's a good drawer, man. Well, what he actually said was he was saving Ryan's privates, but that's right. Aww. I, I got to talk about dogs real quick because we mentioned this poor dog. Yeah. So mm. I just got a puppy. A uh, it is not, you know, Facebook official yet, but I just got what, a puppy. What's the dog's name, Greg? Before even watching this movie and even knowing this, uh, the dog's name was Angus. Oh. Well, is, is Angus? Uh, it is a little French bulldog puppy. Um, so Absolutely. we named it Angus because uh, little hamburger shaped paws, um, like Angus burgers. And I saw the movie and uh, this movie, and they're like Angus. I'm like, what? So uh, we're, we're not sure. We have to see if um, the dog we. Got the dog. The we have to see if the cat's okay with it. He is, uh, and uh, <laughs> we we did find yeah. they did find a pretty bad heart murmur with this dog. So we are we are the early in the morning tomorrow. He's going to the vet to get an echocardiogram to make sure that we are, don't have a very uh, unhealthy doggy on our hands. But beyond sweet little animal, oh, so goodness, yeah. So wait, what if the dog has a bad heart and you've got to spend ten thousand dollars on its heart? Uh, I will spend $10,000 on a target. I was going to say, they've already had the dog for like three days and he's attached. Um, well, we had you know, a, like, a, ooh, maybe we uh, well, we got the dog for free. <laughs> the dog is likely a, I mean, it's you a Frenchie. So. 
It's okay. We got the dog for free because of the heart murmur. Uh, and it would normally have cost somewhere between $6,000 and like 7500 So I figure, I mean, I paid $1,200 to keep my previous French Bulldog alive for an extra month during the pandemic. So, That's um, great. so we're, uh, we're, we're suckers. The dog is super sweet. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Oh, that's very nice. That's very sweet yeah. of you, Greg. That being said, a really bad idea is to throw a dog corpse into a gate to hell. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's not going to end well. It's definitely no, not going to end it's well. It's going to definitely leave it to open the teenagers the to uh, more. push the plot forward. Yeah. So, <laughs> what if we put it here? That's a bad idea. You don't. There's you don't want to do that. You can put the. This dog corpse yeah, in there. It's very oh, much a stuffed animal. Notice. I'll just put all the sides. Let that be a lesson. If things don't go well with the dog, don't throw it to a gate to hell. Okay. Don't throw it in a gate to hell. Yeah. Or a sewer or anything. Yeah. Better. Uh, I also wanted to chat a little bit about the fake ending. There was kind of like a what it, what seemed to be the ending. You know, they thought yep. that they did everything. Yep. Uh, and then I looked and I'm like, there's 26 minutes left. Yep. So I had 42 minutes before I saw a demon or a, a semblance of a demon. And then <laughs> there was a fake ending and I'm like, wait, now what? Uh, you know, there's, uh, it, yeah, they, they did, uh, the good old fake ending. The there was of course a demon wall. attack, which we've mm-hmm. sort of discussed. Uh, the demons, not scary. Very yeah. kind of oh. small and cute. No, the most frightening moment is the parents being like, you've been bad. Yeah. Yep. And then the, the phone most... melts and shit. Yeah. The yeah. demon scared the shit out of me. When you were a kid? I'm, or now? I'm 30 years younger than Greg and Rob. Uh, <laughs> so when Whoa. I was a little teeny tiny baby, uh, those things, those things freaked me out. I didn't know the difference between stop motion. I didn't know. I thought they cast little tiny demons. <laughs> And they were out there. Yeah, we need a foot. If you're a foot and a half tall. That's like, the interesting thing that I, I'm like that, that your level of like belief in a movie when you are that age is so profound and huge. It's almost as if it's imprinting itself on your brain. Mm-hmm. It's almost uh, as if it is so real. Like, just even watching like Nightmare on Elm Street or just the gate again, it just calls up these old memories where you just mm-hmm. believed it to be true so much to such a terrifying degree. Like, and yep. you just, I just, I, I yearn for those days of when I actually had that much faith, you know, or that much belief in something. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just crazy how much your childhood mind transforms just the yep. screen just to, just by simple music and by darkness and this and that and not that much um effort just how much the child mind is just locked in and just filled with imagination yep. at it it's that's a really crazy thing to me because you just you don't feel that anymore and i think that a lot yep. of times when people get mad at big blockbusters or movies for not doing the thing that they wanted to do or it's not like this it's not like that it's like yeah because you're never going to be 12 years old again and get right. to watch this i'm sorry like you're never going to get that experience like 
yep. I will be able to watch Willow till the day I die because <sighs> it gave me that feeling of Rob melt- is fully erect right now. Melted screen experience where the screen yeah. disappears and you are in the film. Like I believe- one, one of the ones for me, in addition to Willow, was like Goonies. Goonies yeah. was another one that full, just like the, the complete immersion disappears. Yeah, yep. It's, yep. It, it's and you you don't get that as an adult as much, if not ever, unless you've had a lot of rum, you know. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, but even then you're like, well, I don't know, you know. It's just mm-hmm. it's amazing the power of your young mind to just like fully immerse yourself mm-hmm. in that world and fully be a hundred percent present. Um, and I, that's, I'm always trying to maybe get back to that, that sort of feeling of being a hundred percent present and a hundred percent involved. I always look the, at like Halloween film. horror nights and yeah. Rob and I will go. And at a certain point we've been there a bunch, a bunch of times and we'll pause and kind of sit down and watch people terrified out of their mind because of chainsaw guys or whatever. And we're like, and, they, they and know that, it's fake, right? And I, yeah, it's like I, but there's a part of me that's like, I wish I could be that scared again because I'm, I'm not. Like I'll that's, get startled every once in a while, but different things just, I, scare us now. Yeah, fear, fear is not of a weird ghost in the walls or a guy with a chainsaw anymore. It's mortgages. <laughs> it's gonna be a it's ghost property ghost. taxes. <laughs> oh my god. So we're going to finish up this movie here. The the big finale, giant demon. Not too bad. Looks a little bit more men in black. Looks like a shrimp. Looks like a giant shrimp. Yeah. Little arms coming out of chest and all that. A lot Um, of great plastic and latex. I love it. Yep. Still cool. Um, there's a there's a situation with an eye forming. I was going to say, what was with the eye on his hand? I I I feel like that was put in afterwards in my mind. I'm not sure what that was about. Um, I, I, I think it was just something that. Uh, well, okay. So the guy that wrote this, I saw he had just gotten he had just been divorced or something. I think I saw, and he was he channeled all of his childhood fears. So it's entirely possible that's one of those fears that just didn't get edited out. Is my guess. I mean, yeah, in any way. But you got to see him, dude, stab an eye in his hand. So that was kind yeah. of cool. Thing. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and you um, just didn't know why it was there. It's just I, I, that's why I like the film. It just doesn't. There's not a lot of rules to it. There are, but then it just kind of unleashes a bit like Evil Dead Two, where you're like, well, okay, I guess there's a talking moose now. You We're know? going with it. We're going with it, and it's Where's just like my a rum? kid. <laughs> yeah. The kid just being like, "There's a crazy eye on my hand," and as a kid, you're just like, "That's nuts." But what's worse is he has to stab his own hand, and he's like, really. You know, that's it's to me, this movie isn't just like the gore, the cool factor. It's the like the psychology behind it, you know, stabbing your own hand, throwing mm. your dead dog down a hole, um, having your parents, parents not be who you thought they were like. That's that's not just like cool fun horror stuff that's like deep deep level oh i'm feeling like weird things uh, you know as a kid versus like i don't know maybe just like a classic slasher uh, film or something like that where you're yeah, like and there's there's another one and kind of 
building on that is is that point where if you have an older sibling mm. that you guys aren't you don't have that relationship anymore yeah it's it's not yeah i'll 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 play with you it's no i'm i'm gonna go you're you're a young kid now i'm gonna go play with my friend i'm gonna go hang out with my friends yeah mm. you see great, i was yeah. the older sibling so you, you couldn't always- tor- you couldn't torture your brother though I feel like he would get very violent revenge. My 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 brother was was the clean. It, it, I I think it happens with every with every sibling pair at one point. The younger the younger sibling wants to follow around the older sibling, and the older sibling's like, "Get away! Go get your own friends." Yeah. <laughs> Why are you following me around? But but yes, my yeah. brother was very violent. <laughs> uh, the the house in general for from this movie. I was watching this and that my actual big fear and this has been since I was a kid. Anytime there's a movie where the house got like destroyed. Yes. It would freak me out, especially yeah. when it was the party with the kids and like you see uh, a beer spill on a couch or on the carpet. And I would, <laughs> and I'm like cringe. not anal retentive. I'm not super anal no. retentive. You're going to have I'm to call a steam cleaner. That's so funny. That's so true. Yeah. Oh, so I was there watching like, this. When like, risky oh, business, do you remember risky business when he's like trying to stop the car and he stops mm. the car and it collapses into the water uh-huh. that's, and everyone la- like that. I was like, that's my worst fear ever. Just like that. Ferris level Bueller of car. I was going to say the Ferris Bueller car where it jumps out the window. Uh, yeah. There's but just little things Ferris like Bueller, that. It gives you like, you know what? It's going to be okay. Like I did it on purpose. Like, this shit you blow up your house you destroy your house like that feels that hits you if there's two types of people it hits you on a visceral oh no level or the other people are like fuck it that's awesome man burn it all yeah my like my parents were really chill about everything so like i would feel like if i did anything that like destroyed their house i would feel like legit awful like it would destroy me so like watch any even like i said even when i was a teenager whatever they're like, oh, your parents are away this week and we should have a party. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen okay. like the Beastie, the Beastie Boys video freaked me out, like everything. <laughs> um, so like if you look at my notes, you can kind of like tell that. I was like, uh, if this, well, first of all, I didn't realize this was filmed in Canada, but I was like, if this is California, I think I wrote, if this is in California, that's a gazillion dollar house with like nothing in their backyard. Right, right, right. And then I put kids' parents are going to murder him. Uh, they, and then I, at a certain point, I was like, "Yeah, they should just let the demons kill them. It's going to be better than explaining what happened to the house." Yeah. And it, towards the end, I wrote, "Dad's going to shit some kittens." <laughs> yeah, and it was just that awful feeling of, "Oh no, we're 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 screwing it up. We we destroyed our home." Yes. So we, let's close out the movie here. Uh, we do this little kind of thing every once in a while where we talk about the uh, remake. Revival or rest in peace, which should, you know, should they remake this movie? Should it have a revival as it is, or should it just go away forever? Hmm. And in watching this, I'm torn because I do, I love the practical effects. Yeah. And I love, so the revival would be great, you know, do, um, I think it would be kind of cool. But at the same time, the remake situation would actually, if it's handled right, with the right psychology, I think it would work. What do you guys Ooh. think? And when are you writing it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think, 
I think in this particular situation, they'd have to work around modern technology. And I think it would be a little bit more difficult given this situation. Because as it was, I was sitting there going, are you are you telling me that none of the neighbors see this shit? Nobody, right. nobody sees anything that's going on because nobody came over. Nobody investigated. Nobody did nothing. The cops didn't show up. I'm like, there is literally a giant swirling vortex in their backyard that is making the sky go black. Why is nobody seeing this shit? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it can yeah. change one thing. When they levitate the kid, he can accidentally grab his nest cam from the wall instead of a, a light. There you go. There's a technology change. Yeah, I don't know. I think you just, you know, it exists as itself. It's just, that's its thing. Because I just, you know, you you could put in TikTok and you could put on cool stuff. But I think that it just is such of the time of hair metal satanic panic vibe. I don't think kids are worried about the kids aren't worried about little demons coming out of their walls anymore. They're worried about something else. Um, I don't know what they're worried about, but it's probably coming through on, on Instagram, you know? Um, I, 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 I love that it's of its time. I, I like it. I like it as a time capsule. I think if you remake this yeah. movie, all you do is put in more little guys and, I don't think that more little guys means more little demons means a better movie. And also you just have mm-hmm. to explain it so much and, and you have to age it up. And it just, I, I, I value these films that exist. Okay. So I, I, we have never done this before, but I was just kind of interested and I was always also worried again that this episode wouldn't be long enough. Cause the gate really doesn't have much to complain about. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I just wanted to let you know the stuff that happened on the same week that this movie came out. Uh, Andy Murray was born. The uh, Bobro 400, which is that barge that was carrying 3,200 tons of garbage that left New York City and they couldn't find a place to put it. And it became it became like the big environmental story that set sail on that day. Where was Uh, it? Where did it end up? You don't know. I think it went all the way down to Louisiana or something. I'm not sure where it ended up. It was just a big deal because that's why everyone thought that there was no more room in our uh, in our landfills, which was not true. Uh, Jerry Lawler sued Har- Harley Race over the name King. That was for the wrestling fans out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the tearful Jim and Tammy Faye Baker uh, thing where they apologized on Nightline that you've seen the pictures of her like crying with her makeup going down the face. That was that week. And the big uh, entertainment story, which is a little depressing, actually a lot depressing. Uh, John Landis was found innocent of involuntary manslaughter in the death of um, Vic Morrow and the two kid actors uh, during Twilight Zone. Wow. Uh, also, sorry. Yeah, that was I was like, whoa. <laughs> OK, this is less fun. Uh, the also they found, found the monitor. The Civil War warship was also found in the same couple weeks around this movie being out. So I always like to kind of do that. Gosh, that was that. I mean, yeah, that that really puts the movie in perspective to the Twilight Zone movie, which was probably like a year before then or something yeah. that had come out or maybe at that same time. Wow. And yep. 
So good to know. Good to know. Good, yeah. good research. On I actually, that. I do. I think I actually want to kind of keep that in, in future episodes. I just, it was just an idea that I had. Yeah, it's a good uh, idea. So, uh, of course, this show is called the Give Me Five Podcast, which, you know, we do a f- top five list. I'm not sure if you've prepared a top five list, but we are going to jump right into that right now. Good. Oh, <laughs> top, top five things Joe would, would rather be doing right now. Sleeping, 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 sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so we recently did top five uh, least threatening giant movie animals like the giant rabbits and whatnot. But. We're going to go with the least scary movie monsters based on the adorable little demons running around. Hmm. I like it. I like it. So we're going to go with that. Uh, Jimmy usually goes first. He has texted me his list. So I will read that here. Number five, the meatball monsters from the Langoliers. Oh, good. I have I do not know that one. Yeah. They're very unthreatening. <laughs> This one I don't actually believe, but uh, Predator from the original Predator movie. What? He can't just he can't just make a statement like that and not be on here to say that that's a not scary. We're, we're going to disallow that one. Yeah. Yeah. Overruled. Number four. Nope. Okay. Uh, we will also question him later. We have other episodes to come. We'll take care of that little situation. <laughs> Objection! This is Jimmy stepping in with a clarification for that answer. The answer I submitted to Greg was the original Predator. Not the original Predator film, but the original monster who was played by a young Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was dressed in a suit that resembled an alien lobster with a very tall head. It was not intimidating at all. Had they not replaced the monster, we wouldn't have the iconic predator that we have today so it's really ridiculous back to the episode uh number three the ginger dead man the cookie <laughs> uh not even gary Busey can save this movie nice uh number two is troll two the trolls which are goblins or maybe yeah. trolls or yeah. something and number no, one uh, is goblin oh, yeah. backwards Totally wanted that Nobog license plate, but someone has it in Florida. <laughs> Damn it. Somebody even has Nobog with an I or with a one instead of the I. Uh, number one, the Tabonga the Killer Tree Stump from Hell It Came, a movie from 1957. I saw a picture of this. It is not scary. Definitely silly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so. that's, that's a pretty good list, except for Predator. Yeah. So, uh, who would like to go next? All right. Uh, Rob, you want to go next? I can, I can go next. I'm adding numbers to my list. So, um, so we're, we're saying no giant monsters. Is that right? No giant. Uh, they can be giant monsters. They just can't be giant, like versions of animals, like a giant rabbit or a giant spider. But okay. it could be like Godzilla would work. Cause he's not really an animal. Okay. Um, my my least scary monsters. I'm I'm gonna go with does uh does Beetlejuice count? Sure. Or is he just a villain? He he's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, the zombie is a monster. He's zombie ish. All right. I'm I I've got I've got an honorable mention. I'm I'm probably gonna go old school and say for my honorable mention I gotta go with the creature from the Black Lagoon. 
Not okay. scary to you. Okay. Okay. No. Oh, that's my favorite one. Oh, he, really? You like, well, you like swimming with, you like swimming with the creature from the Black Lagoon. It, well, I mean, he. You enjoy this. Any, anytime, anytime <laughs> I, and, and my, my experience with him pretty much stems from, I, I know he wasn't the creature from the Black Lagoon, but it's from Monster Squad. And he was, he was probably the easiestly killed, the, the most easily right. killed of all of the monsters. It was like, oh, I shot him with a shotgun and he died. Hmm. I was like, oh, that was anticlimactic. All right. He came out of the sewer, got shot, and died. Mm. <laughs> okay. So he's my honorable mention. But at number five, I'm probably going to put the, the the original blob. It was just – Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 It was just a who's. Just kind of rolling along. It was like, oh, no. That's terrifying. I'm just going to go over there then. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't slime my shoe. No. Yeah. At number four, I'll put, I'll put, I'll put Beetlejuice at number four. Not really a monster, more of a villain. And I had another one in my head just a second ago, and I've completely forgotten it. So we'll go with Beetlejuice. Also Predator. Yeah, it, it, Beetlejuice is still a better choice than Predator. Yeah. <laughs> at, at number three, uh, at number three, I'll put the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Come on. Good from one. Ghostbusters. At number two, Ooh. I've Come got in. the Gremlins. The Gremlins freaked me out. I yeah, thought they were super uh, cute. Gremlins two. Gremlins two. Gremlins two. Come on, don't. Come on. I, Gremlins one. Very scary. They were. They were. They were kind of cute. I, I'm not gonna lie. They were kind of cute. But wow. my number one. There my number one <laughs> happens to be. A movie that we've just done. Oh. And, and Joe, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to watch it. It is The Killer Turkey from Thanks Killing. Ooh. Not, not scary or scary? Not Thanks scary. Killing. Not scary at all. He totally carries the entire movie. The movie is absolute trash. The movie is garbage. But the but. turkey absolutely carries the movie wow it is he, he sounds like it's not supposed to but he sent because it came out before but it sounds like rick from rick and morty the same kind of <laughs> it, voice. It, it, just picture justin rick Roiland? as a homicidal justin... turkey killing college kids on thanksgiving break wow that sounds amazing Ooh, okay free on got... free on amazon prime as well here's my good monster for you that's not a scary monster then number five rubber the tire. Oh yeah, that was the one that I was thinking rubber. of that I forgot. Oh, good call, Joe. I like it. Number five, the tire from Rubber. Number four, the munchies. Yep. Any of those munchies? Any of the munchies? Good choice. Good choice. Which we will watch in a year from now when you're back on the show. <laughs> yes, we will watch it. Yes, exactly. I'm gonna say the cat people from the cat people. Because there's not really any cat people in the cat people, that old, okay. uh, great old 60s horror film. No takers on that one. A good one, not scary. I think we're at, what are we at, number four here? Mm. Not scary final monster. The monster from Howard the Duck, one of the overlords that they call oh. down. And it's yep. like a kind of a scorpion claymation thing that Howard the Duck and Tim Robbins and 
Leah Thompson need to defeat. And it's just awesome and perfect. And it's great. Not scary at all, though. No, no fear. No fear there. Um, I'm going to say ghoulies. Any of the ghoulies? Critters. I've gone a deep dive on critters because I'm in HBO Max now. I'm subscribed oh, yeah. to that Max. And they got, they got all that critters. And by the way, the Critterverse, very interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting. They really I built out the mythology. Attack movie. <laughs> yeah. They, they built out the world of alien bounty, hunter, bounty hunters very well. It's pretty, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. Hey, hey, kids, watch that Ghoulies universe. That's it. That's due for a reboot big time. I don't know what happened with the Critters universe, but call me, people. Um, <laughs> and Go ahead. Go ahead. That's it. That's my fi- my, my final one oh. is the, the your creature from the Black Lagoon, the creature from uh, Shape of Water. Not scary. Very sexy though. Very svelte. Mm. Lean. Very just rippling. Yeah, yeah. Just good nice. calves. Sex Swimmer nice. girls. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to say, I will have you know that we actually did talk about the cat people fairly recently. It was it yeah. made it into one of my top five lists. Great movie. Not scary. The the Luden bus. Yes. Yeah. The Luden. Yep. Yeah. The that that Luden walk and that guy was Luden was a great filmmaker with the imagination. Didn't need a lot. Okay. Need a lot with a little. Ready. My number six. Oh, all right. I guess can't forget me. My number six. The is uh, the honorable mention there. The turkey from Thanksgiving. I got now. I gotta I, watch. It. I really, I really just did that because I wanted people to watch, listen to our uh, last week's episode or two weeks ago. No, yeah, it was last week's episode. Uh, number five, the demons from this movie. They were just adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cute, right? Like little tiny stretch Armstrongs. When he was down in that hole and he was just saying hi to the demon, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, the demon's like hi, and he's like, yeah. hey, hi. Okay. Number hi. four. Hey. <laughs> The Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Mm, Killer Tomatoes. Funny. Good Not one. scary unless you get heartburn. Really. Uh, number three, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, which is or the same. If you're a list. terrible performer in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah, right. true. True. If you're, if you're in a stockade. <laughs> uh, number two, The Blob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not and, Blob, no. Not the Chuck Russell one. Yeah. Number one, a movie that I saw and actually despite what I'm saying here, did scare me as a kid. The killer marshmallow fluff from the stuff. Ooh, good one. Yeah, which is blob-like. So, there you go. Larry Cohen, great social commentary. Scary, creepy. People are just vomiting up the stuff. Yep. Uh, We also have some uh, uh, listener lists that came in via our voicemail. Thanks, Greg. You smell like farts. We've got two voicemails this week and a very big special thank you to Alec and Jubals for submitting these. We'll go ahead and start with Alec, our patron of Unusual Size. Hello, this is Alec. Uh, My top five least scary monsters in a horror movie. Um, First off, honorable mention goes to Stay Puft Marshmallow. It would have been my number one, but Ghostbusters, I don't think it's really a horror movie. Anyway, number five would be Gremlins. I mean, they're kind of scary when a little bit of towards the end of the movie, but they're 
cute overall. Number four is the blob. Pretty gross to look at in some ways, but not scary at all. Doesn't really move much, or at least not that fast. Number three, killer tomatoes. Uh, I mean, not, not, nothing scary about that at all. Number two, leprechaun. It kind of just makes me laugh. I can't imagine, you know, being too scared of a leprechaun. And then number one, just partially because I, it's one of my least favorite horror characters is Chucky. I don't find Chucky scary. This figure, you can pick him up, toss him out the window, step on him. I don't know. It's not scary at all. So those are my top five. Uh, thank you. Hope you like it. Bye. And here's our last one from Jubal's. Hello, Give Me Five podcast. It's your favorite listener, Jubal's here, and I am back with my top five list. Now, I know it's been a while since I've submitted one, so why not do a voicemail? So let's get started. With an honorable mention, I'm going with the piñata from Killer Piñatas. My number five are the Killer Tomatoes from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. At number four, we are going with Giant Bunny Rabbits from Night of the Lepus. At number three, we are going with the Tiny Puppets from the Puppet Master series. Number two, we are going with Gremlins from Gremlins. And my number one least scary monster in horror film series is the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. I hope you enjoy it. Have a good night. Cool. Well, those are our lists and our movie and our interview with Joe. Thank you very much for being here while you are tired, while you've been dealing with baby-related situations. It is always great to have you, Joe. Thank you so much for joining us again. Guys, it's always a pleasure. Rob, Greg, Jim, Jimmy, you especially. You're a crazy guy. Um, No, it's, it's always awesome talking to you guys. I love geeking out with you guys. It's the best. Thanks for having me on. Let's go for number five. I got, I got to do something great though. For number five, <laughs> I'm going to go rob yeah. a bank right now just to get back on here. There you <laughs> go. And I, I'm totally going to get your address from Greg, and I'm going to ship you a bottle of the rum. I'm totally going to do it. Red rum. <laughs> Thanks, man. There yeah. you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Take really care. Appreciate it. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you as well. Happy Thanksgiving. So, guys, that's our show for tonight. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. It's always a lot of fun having Joe here. So if you ever want to email us, talk to us about what you thought of the show or what you think we might you might want to have us review, you can email us at giveme5podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me 5 Pod. You can also go directly to our website, and that's GiveMe5Podcast.com. And please, guys, if you have an opportunity to leave us a review on iTunes, whatever podcast app you're using, as we say, it always helps people find us. It helps us stand out. It brings us to a larger audience, and it helps us keep going. We also have a shop. So if you're looking for any of that Give Me Five Podcast branded merchandise, you can find that at GiveMeFivePodcast.threadless.com. And we've got a Patreon where you can become a patron for just $5 and you can I support the show. I love how you have to pause every time you say that. I know. <laughs> every time. And you can support the show. You can – which is the most important thing. We thank everyone for supporting the show. 
you you can join our chat room, which is fun. We talk about new movies. We talk, you know, we talk about the movies we're going to review, all of that stuff. You get a chance to learn the movies beforehand because, you know, we always do that big spoiler thing, right? And like, we don't want people sending us angry emails. So you're like, they'd be like, dude, I didn't think the killer turkey was going to kill those kids. I wish I knew to watch the movie before your episode. But if you were in the chat room, you'd know the killer turkey was going to kill those kids because you would have seen the movie, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So check us out. Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. And thank you in advance. I'll go with I'll go with one of those. Thank you in advance. Yes. And uh, you got to do the closeout part, Rob, because I can't think of anything right now. Good morning. Good afternoon. And don't throw your dead dog in a hole in a gateway to hell. And we have a – did you do the Patreon? Sorry. I did not. I was, I was, writing, down, I was writing down the times where I clapped. <laughs> and it, yeah. <laughs> and we have a ba- – <coughs> <laughs> We have a baking cough. Yeah.